0: As people are getting settled, I'm going to go ahead and invite Eric, Eric uh, up here. He's going to be giving our talk on prayer. Um, so, right, we, we switched, switched up the pattern a little bit this year, right? You know, we're going with, um, basically we're doing the initiations formation at gatherings, right? So, uh, we're, we've been going through uh, some, I, I know Paul talked a little bit ago, giving a vision, vision for kind of overall where we're shooting for and we're talking about prayer today so this is, we're doing the initiations formation talks here at the gatherings but also thought a prayer on talk uh, talk on prayer uh, a prayer talk <laughs> uh, is good for everybody it's, uh, Lord knows I still have areas to grow in in prayer so excited for our brother Eric to, uh, to speak to us on this. Eric is a doctor in pharmacy he's been teaching uh, at UMKC for the past Ten years or so, Um, he's been involved with community uh, for the last seven years. Um, He told me his fun fact is that he, whenever he goes into hotels, he likes to adjust the clock. You know those uh, annoying clocks that are always blinking, like they've just been unplugged. You know, so it's I don't know whether it's type A personality or what that calls Eric to that mission. But I thank you. You're setting it's it's. You're trying to think of the next person, too. I'm it's, going it's it's, it's, to honor you for your self-sacrifice in that. So um, let's pray over Brother Eric here as we as we go so In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, we just thank you for the man that Eric is. I um, ask that you would just speak through him, Lord, that we would be open to what you have to say to us today on prayer. That you would, um, you, that you would give us some sort of tangible action step, Lord, that we would walk away from from this talk that would grow our relationship with you. We know that you are the vine um, and we are the branches and we seek to be rooted in you, Father. I ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Let's give a round of applause for Eric.
1: So that fun fact says so much about me. One, time is important, details are important. Timeliness is important, time is important, accuracy is important, okay. So uh, yeah, as John said, we're continuing through the Christian personal relationship series. This is talk number two. Paul gave us talk number one, how do we relate to each other in the I world. Uh, so this is how we relate with the Lord, and then how does our relationship with the Lord then affect our relationship with with one another. And so I want to start with a meditation that was printed in the Magnificat yesterday. I think it really sets us up well for this talk. There was an older man named Jim who would go to church every day at noon for just a few minutes, and then he would leave. The sacristan was very curious about Jim's daily routine, and one day he stopped him to ask, why do you come here every day? I come to pray, Jim answered. That's impossible, what prayer can you say in two minutes? I'm an old ignorant man, I pray to God in my own way. But what do you say? I say, Jesus, here I am, it's Jim, and then I leave. (laughs) After some years, Jim became ill and had to go to the hospital, where he was admitted to the ward for the poor. When it seemed that Jim was dying, a priest and a nurse and religious sister stood near his bed. The priest asked Jim, Tell us how it is that from the day you came to this ward, everything changed for the better. How is it that patients have become happier, more content, and friendlier? I don't know. When I could walk around, I would try to visit everyone. I greeted them, talked a bit with them. When I couldn't get out of bed, I called everyone over to me to make them laugh, to make them happy. With Jim, they are always happy. But why are you happy? Well, aren't you happy when you receive a visitor, asked Jim? Of course, but we have never seen anyone come to visit you. When I came here, I asked for two chairs. One was for you, Father, and one was reserved for my guest. But what guest, the priest asked. I used to go to church to visit Jesus every day at noon, but when I couldn't do that anymore, Jesus came here. Jesus comes to visit you. What does he say? He says, Jim, here I am. It's Jesus. Before dying, Jim smiled and gestured with his hand toward the chair next to his bed, as if inviting someone to sit down. He smiled for the last time and closed his eyes. When we spend time with Christ, Christ spends time with us. And then when we go spend time with others, Christ comes with us to spend time with them. What this world desperately needs is more of Christ. What this world desperately doesn't need more of is me, right? The world needs more of Christ. Uh, And if nothing else, that should be the primary reason that we go to prayer, is to receive more of Christ, to bring Christ to the world. So this first section is why pray. This is what the catechism tells us. The dignity of a man rests above all on the fact that he is called to communion with God. This invitation to converse with God is addressed to man as soon as he comes into being. For if man exists, it is because God has created him through love, and through love continues to hold him in existence. He cannot live fully according to truth unless he freely acknowledges that love and entrust himself to his creator. The primary way in which this communion with God, this fullness of life is received within us, that is experienced through a life of prayer. It is experienced in our worship of God, that fullness of life. To neglect prayer is to neglect the life of God within us. St. John Chrysostom, The golden tongue. It is my clear proof of folly not to be sensible of the greatness of the honor to converse with almighty God, not to love the practice of prayer, not to be persuaded that to neglect prostrating ourselves frequently before God and asking his aid is to bring ourselves death to grace in this life and eternal death in the life to come. More, he says, take a fish out of water, and shortly you will see it expire under your very eyes. In the same manner, cease yourself from prayer. You too will soon die to grace and to God. For what water is to the bodily life of a fish, that prayer is to man's spiritual life. Padre Pio agrees. He affirms that by saying more simply, prayer is the oxygen of the soul. We care for our bodies and our minds by exercising, eating well, uh, sleeping well. We care for our souls by praying. Without prayer, our soul slowly withers and dies. Without that communion with our Lord, Our soul fades. So prayer also makes our works more efficacious. In the parable of the vine and the branches, Jesus repeats the word, abide in me. And he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Without the Lord, our works are insignificant. Our works lack Christ. They are our works now. And again, what the world needs is not more of me. The world needs the works of the Lord. We can do nothing without God. God is our source. He is our fullness, our life, our joy, our oxygen. We must spend time with him. Without him, our soul slowly withers. Without him, all we engage in is lacking. Without him, we are incomplete. Without him, we lack joy. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. The fullness of life is in the presence of God. Yes, the call to radical prayer is in the scriptures. We find a call from God to radical prayer within the scriptures with five major pre- themes that are provided to us. First, we should experience God deeply. Look to Him and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Look to Him. And be radiant. We are radiant with joy when we experience the Lord. We are radiant with joy when we experience him. When we come before the Lord, one of the things that I'm just convicted to conviction, all conviction about, is that when we enter into prayer, we have to look for God. We have to see God. We have to look upon God in our heart of hearts. If we go into prayer and it's all actions and words and reading, we have not communed with the Lord. The greatest spiritual growth, if we want to just mature, progress in our prayer, if we can get ourselves seeing the Lord with a spiritual outlook in our hearts, we will progress very quickly, and I am convicted of that. Here we experience the Lord in the depths of our soul, and it's not just a feelings that we can experience the Lord. It's not just within our soul that we can experience the Lord. The Lord has been generous to us. We can objectively experience the Lord too. The Lord is present to us within the Holy Eucharist, within the church, within the tabernacle. He is objectively there. This is the great blessing of praying in front of the blessed sacrament in adoration. We experience, we can put our eyes upon the Lord, we can radiate His joy. Two. Even when difficult and arduous, prayer is a burning pursuit. O God, you are my God. For you I long, for you my body yearns, for you my soul thirsts like a land parched, lifeless, and without water. We can have this dry, yearning, empty feeling, this arid experience in our lives that only the Lord can quench for us. And John, uh, when he's talking to the woman at the well, he says, But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. I experienced this deeply when I first started to pray. Seven or eight years ago, when I finally prayed at age late into my 20s, too late, I had this voracious appetite, this voracious thirst for the Lord. I'd wake up early for work, and I'd find out what the daily readings were, and I'd get into my Bible, and I would just lap it up. It was like punching my face into the scriptures. Like, I can't get enough. And I, I could not pull myself away either. It's like, Lord, this is, this is life. It is, it is here, it is your word. Um, quench my thirst, Lord. I was so thirsty, I was parched. Um, and still, to this day, prayer is by far my favorite time of the day. Um, it's life. It's a blessing. Three, prayer should be of overriding importance and concern. I'm still on track, right? Okay, good. Martha, Martha, he said, you worry and fret about so many things and yet few are needed. Indeed, only one thing, it is Mary who has chosen the better part and it is not taken from her. Mary chose the one thing, again, to gaze on the Lord, to gaze on him. The most important thing we can do is gaze on the beauty of the Lord, to commune with him in prayer, to orient our hearts and our minds and our souls to him, to remain with him and him alone in this time of prayer. Four, themes of radical prayer. God wants us to have deep, rapturous, delightful, and absorbing prayer. He desires this for us. Take delight in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your hearts If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Whom else have I in the heavens? None beside you delights me on this earth. Though my flesh and my heart fail, God is the rock of my heart, my portion forever. The just shall rejoice at the presence of God. They shall exult and dance for joy. that we would know God so deeply that nothing else would matter, that nothing else would count in our lives. We need to experience God so deeply that our heart dances for joy for the Lord. Number five, we remain continually present to God through prayer we remain with him throughout our day. Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. This call to pray constantly. It means a consistent spiritual awareness in our day that the act of prayer isn't a once a day thing. It's not this bucket of the day that I allot in the morning but that this is a life lived that my prayer is my communion with the lord throughout the day again when i when i enter into the lord in prayer he is now with me and i take him throughout the day that throughout the day i call upon his name throughout the day as i walk to the podium i say lord jesus it's eric come help me right as i walk into work jesus it's eric Come with me into this horror of work, (laughs) right? Lord Jesus, it's Eric. Max is crying again. Jesus, help me, right? Jesus, thank you for these people in my life. Jesus, thank you for that coffee. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. So this is something we do throughout the day We invite God into our lives. He told them a parable to the effect that they ought always pray and not lose heart. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him and he makes known to them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord. Practicals. Great. So let's consider how to pray. There's no one exact way to pray hopefully we all know that, that there's not a set formula here, um, that this is something that's unique to the spirituality of the individual. There's aspects that are unique to each person. Prayer is more of an art than a science. The the Lord must have his way with every soul. This precludes any cookie-cutter approach. It's deeply personal. Uh, Individuals have to seek an approach that works best for their circumstances with the guidance of the Holy Spirit and those experienced in pastoral care of some kind. Having said that, while it is deeply personal and unique, there is an order passed down within the tradition of Holy Mother Church on how we can enter into prayer with our Lord. Practically, a few things here. God is honored. I'm present to the Lord. I am there. I am bodily there. I am mentally there. I am spiritually there. I honor the Lord with my complete presence. It's one of the ways that I feel most dishonored is when I'm with a person, but they're not with me. Um, So we can also relate that into our time of prayer. Presenting ourselves to him fittingly, our body posture. We seek to have our minds formed, We respond with faith and obedience to what we hear from Him, and we persevere in times of dryness and difficulty. Details. The details are important. Having a plan is important. Having a plan, a regular pattern for our prayer time, is deeply helpful in experiencing the Lord. That routine is a prerequisite to experience the Lord throughout the day. This plan should include three things. What, where, why, all right? What, where, when. That's what I wanted to say. Those things. So when, where, and what am I doing there? When? Early in the morning. Early in the morning, while it was dark, Jesus got up left the house, and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. I rise before dawn and I cry for help. I wait for your words. In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will order my prayer to you and eagerly watch. The scripture gives us this as a time to pray. This is a time when our souls are at peace, our minds are at peace, our bodies are at peace. It is much easier for us to encounter the Lord when our mind, body, and soul Are already in this state of peace. But what about all the things I have to do? Yes, so many things we need to do in our day. When we are busy, the Lord expands and multiplies our time. This week was a week from the busy, very busy weeks, and uh, I still made time to get up at 4.30 for the Lord. And on a number of days, the Lord canceled meetings for me, made meetings end early to expand my time so that the work could be done this week. I'm not saying that's going to happen always, but the Lord does magnify our time. Without prayer as well, we can do nothing. We don't have Christ with us. It is not a holy work that we're about without the Lord. Right place solitary, quiet, secluded, without distraction. Again, in the morning, while it was dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went away to a secluded place, and was praying there. I now have a new appreciation for how hard it is to pray with children. I get that now, I get that. And so in order to find my secluded place, again, my alarm goes off at 4.30. I go down to the basement. And I have my quiet, secluded place to encounter the Lord. We have to find our secluded places. That time and that place exists in our life if we pursue it. Um, being at adoration is fantastic. I love adoration. When other people are in adoration, I look at the other person. I hear the other person quietly saying the rosary. I hear them blowing their nose. I hear their phone buzzing, I hear their pages flipping. I can't pray in adoration with other people. And I've learned that now. And so my basement's actually a more holy place for me in my prayer time. Um, because it's free from distraction. And I think we need to act on some of those, some of those pulls from the Lord to find maybe the not perfect place, but the place without distraction. And then acts as a structure a what for our time of prayer, um, as well as thinking about how much time am I going to spend in prayer. Uh, I think if we set a plan that I'm going to spend 15 minutes in prayer, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever that is, that there's an actual plan that I don't get five minutes in, but like, oh yeah, that was a good word. Deuces out. Appreciate it, Lord. Got stuff to be about. Um, but that we've committed a time to the Lord. I heard once a, a quote that The time in which the devil wants to get us the most is in those last couple of minutes of our set prayer time. He wants us to end that prayer time before we've concluded what we've committed to so that we don't actually get that full fruit that the Lord wants to provide us in those last couple of minutes, that we actually see our commitment to the Lord through in that time frame. Okay, so acts as a structure within our prayer time. A, acknowledging the Lord. So this is something that you've seen probably a bunch of times, Acts. Uh, Acknowledging, praising the Lord. So again, I go down to the basement. I got this nice CD player. It's old school. I got a CD in there that's got uh, worship music. I press play. I go to track 10. It's God beyond all praising. It starts going on. It's the last track on the CD. So once that track ends, I got my peace and quiet. I worship the Lord. I hit the kneeler, right? And so my mind is immediately oriented. In addition to that, science says that if we have a routine, our brain follows the routine. If my brain knows that every time I pray, I do God beyond all praising, after God beyond all praising, my brain's like, prayer time, let's do this, game on, right? So we can use these habits actually to help our prayer time. See. Confession, a daily examine. If this is in the morning, we're examining our day before. We're examining just what's happening in life. What does the Lord want to speak to us? Where are the areas of sin? We keep a journal of that. We bring that to confession. Maybe the Lord wants to speak into those things in our life. Uh, I also do a midday examine. I think that's a great thing for folks uh, to consider a quick examine, three minutes. How's my morning been? How have I been on my resolution? Where am I failing? How can I convert or switch my mood for the rest of the afternoon if I need to? T, thanksgiving for all he is and has done, whether I feel it or not, right? Lord, you are Lord because you are Lord. Um, Gratefulness, gratitude begets joy in our day. Supplication, intercession. What are the needs that we have personally? Uh, for the community, praying for HRCC on a regular basis, praying for those in our small group, what are the needs of those in our small group, Um, co-workers, family, friends. uh, If you're lacking in those types of things, you can pray for me and Jenna and Max to sleep. We would appreciate that. Just toss that out there. Okay. Then by this point, you've done acknowledgement, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. At this point in time, my brain's woken up. I've got through the structured stuff, and this is where my pluses come in, Scripture. I can get into the Word of God now that my brain is ready to go. It's woken up enough. I don't have to, like, worry about falling asleep at this point in time. And I can get into the Word of God. I can get into Scripture at this point in time. We listen to what the Lord is saying through them in your heart spontaneous prayer can grow out of our time spent in scripture this can be the daily readings or just reading through the gospel following the gospel through spending some time in meditation and then having a resolution at the end of that So, catechism to meditate on what we read helps us to make it our own by confronting it with ourselves here another book is open the book of life We pass from thoughts to reality to the extent that we are humble and faithful. We discover in meditation the movements that stir the heart, and we are able to discern them. It is a question of acting truthfully in order to come into the light. Lord, what do you want me to do? What is your specific word for me today? Uh, Lately, it's been Eric Keep coming back to me throughout the day. Don't leave me here. Bring me into your day. Um, One point in time, one of the best resolutions I ever heard, we were getting ready to go on a ski trip with a bunch of friends. And in my morning prayer that day, he was like, Eric, don't be a butthole today. Don't be a selfish, arrogant jerk today. It's other people's vacation too a beautiful word because that's what I would have been otherwise. (laughs) Like the Lord knew that's what I needed to hear that day. Sometimes the Lord is really blunt with me. It's great. One time the Lord said, Eric, make a card for Jenna today. I made a card for Jenna. When I came home from work, I gave it to her and she then gave me the card she had made for me that day. So, you know, like sometimes if we're not following through on what the Lord tells us, you're going to look like a jerk again. Okay, so... (laughs) Do what the Lord tells you in prayer. There's a reason he's talking to you. All right. Good. Beautiful. Uh, And then then finally, consecrating our day. If we end by consecrating our day uh, to the Lord, the main events of our day, uh, this can be a rote thing. This can be a simple thing. Uh, This can be the traditional daily offering. I do a little bit of an alteration. Oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my works, my prayers, my joys, my sufferings of this day in union with the Holy Mass celebrated throughout the world. I offer it for the intentions of your sacred heart, for the reparation of my sin, Jenna's sin, Max's sin, my immediate family member's sin, Jenna's immediate family members, for the sanctification of my soul, Jenna's soul, Max's soul, our immediate family member's soul, period. Reparation for your own sin. So important to think about things daily, repairing the sin uh, that we've committed. Great. Commitment. Not optional. Prayer, not optional. We've got to get this into our lives. We've got to bring the Lord into our lives. We've got to bring the Lord into other people's lives. Again, the Lord desires this. It doesn't have to be perfect. Let blips be blips. Let a missed day be one missed day. Don't let one missed day become two missed days, become a week, become a month. Let a blip become a blip. We're human, we fail, but let the failure be a single failure. And then I would also say, bring this into your small groups. Accountability with personal prayer. How's personal prayer? Can be just a couple minutes spent on that in your your small groups. Great. Um, So that's it. That's what I have. I guess I would just say maybe a minute, take a minute or two, take to consider what are the things that are going well in my personal prayer, and what are the things that could be better in my personal prayer. So just take a minute for that, and I'll let John wrap us up.
0: Thanks Eric, let's give him a round of applause. Appreciate your work put into that.